0: Warning! The following episode contains spoilers for all Spider-Man Extended Universe-related media. These being all games, cartoons, movies, comic books, and the hit Broadway musical. Okay, maybe not the musical, but certainly everything else. Even though we don't go into precise details on every topic, it is in your best interest to be caught up on everything you want to before actually listening if you do not care about spoilers please enjoy the ramblings of two spidey fans all right that should do it on this
1: episode of this is game boy we do whatever a spider can Anthony Ulysses E. A.K.A. Belfit Gaming. And Glynermis M. A.K.A. Mulla, Back at it again. Man, those are names, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) The best rapper names ever. The best rapper names ever. Thank you, the internet. Um, So this episode of this is Game Boy. uh, Episode 16. Wow. Uh, We're going to talk about all the spider people. But before we dive into that, Mo, what have you been up to?
0: Yeah, like usual, uh, I have been playing some games and more Game Boy than usual, uh, at least since the last few episodes that we recorded. Um, yeah, I've played a few games for, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of diving into researching um, some tiny 1010 games. So uh, took two off of the list and then played them myself so first I played Mickey's Ultimate Challenge and apparently that's a very popular game I mean a lot of people seem to have had it as a kid Uh, I did not Uh, I knew what it was though I knew it was just an uh uh, yeah like a few mini games and then that's basically it so what you do in this game is, is you have uh you have a sliding puzzle. That's actually the final game. You have a Mastermind uh, mini game. You have—I um, always forget what it's called, but it's the memory game. Is it just called memory? Um, Simon Says. No, not that one. Not Simon Says. The one. Oh, where the you, card one. The card where yeah, you. Yeah, that's just memory. Just memory. Yeah. See, I always forget memory. Isn't that weird? Um, You have that, and you have something with books. Um, It depends on what difficulty you play. Sometimes you have to figure out a word, otherwise you just have to jump on the books in alphabetical order. And um, that's it. Oh, and then you have the... Mastermind. uh, Nah, I already said mastermind, but you also have, like, um, a puzzle where you have to push potions into, like, a mirror. Um, It's kind of like boxel, actually. Like, you have to just... Uh, place those things in the correct order or you get stuck so that's that game um the goal for tiny 10 would be cake level which is basically puzzles made for children from the age of three to six i think i read in the in the manual Um, so you can get through that in in like what 10 minutes if you know what you're doing it's really not that bad but for some reason i was like look i want to see what hard difficulty actually is because those are the quote-unquote adult puzzles um it took me a while especially because of uh mastermind because i still don't really get that game like i i know what's supposed to happen but i don't get like the color pins, what they exactly mean, but uh, some people helped me out in chat, and eventually we got <laughs> to be able to solve it. And the second hardest part was uh, the sliding puzzle. It was one of a 6x6 six six grid at the end, I think. Um, Bangera actually uh, set the solution to every sliding puzzle game ever. Um, What you have to do is actually, for people who want to know, otherwise spoilers, just uh, don't listen to this. Uh, What you have to do is uh, do the first row um, by going from the left to the right. Then the second row, going to the left to the right, and so on, and so on, until you get to the final two. And then you have to do them both at the same time. So you have to do the first two squares of the the, uh, second to last and the last um, line and then so on, and then you get it. It's hard to explain actually, but it makes sense if you're doing it. And it went a lot lot faster than I would have expected. So um, yeah, it took me like almost two hours in total though, um, for both difficulties, but it was, I actually had fun, but it's not a great game. I would say Um, I moved on then to lock and chase. Which is um, an old game, like it. It was a game that came out on in television or Atari, even back in the day. It's kind of like a Pac-Man clone, where you, um, yeah, like collect the pallets on the board while you're running away from enemies. In this case, cops, because you're basically robbing banks as this character. Uh, there's two power-ups: a money bag that uh, freezes all the enemies on screen. And then you can walk over them. Or there's the diamond, which not only gives you a chance to get extra lives in the bonus games, but also makes you invulnerable and move twice as fast uh, through the board. Um, it has some interesting concepts. There's like this these um, question mark blocks that make some people fall asleep and other people wake up or something. And then there's alarm clocks that actually wake up the sleeping guards. So you have to like be careful how you move, so you touch that as one of the final things so you can uh, get through them faster. There's some other mechanics in the game that mixes things up. Um, And the final stage, you actually have to push a key up to a door to get to the final treasure of the game. Um, Getting through the normal mode of that game is no problem at all, really. Um, I think I game over it once, but you have an infinite continue, so that doesn't uh, really, really... yeah make it hard or anything so that's no problem at all Um, but then i was uh, so stupid to do the extra mode uh, (laughs) because i was really enjoying the game and i was oh i want to play more of this because it was over quite fast Um, so i did extra mode everything went fine it was a lot more difficult like there are a few stages that are the same but with more enemies there are also different stages that are really hard if you do not know how to do it um, exactly right actually otherwise you can't get through it but then I came to the final stage which of course is again uh, pushing the key into the door and I got stuck there for I don't know like half an hour or or even longer because um, it is very very RNG dependent Um, the enemies kind of have a pattern where they mimic your movement or go after you but they also don't sometimes. Sometimes they just do whatever they want to do. And for some reason, after a while, some of them started to speed up as well and I couldn't get away from them anymore. And yeah, it was, a, it was quite a rage fest at that point. So <laughs> I would not recommend playing it uh, on the extra mode, uh, which you can unlock with a cheat code, kind of like in uh, Kirby's Dreamlet at the, at the start of the game. Uh, but yeah, fun game, uh, really good music. Uh, which is I don't know Data East if they make good music usually, um, but this sounded more like a Natsume game actually when it I comes. Mean, Joe to... and Mac was Data East. They had decent music. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know that much about Data East. So, but yeah, the the music in Lock and Chase is absolutely amazing. Uh, and the last game that I started yesterday is uh, finally actually because I played it before, but uh, I hadn't recorded it. for for a portable pleasure, that is, is the Final Fantasy Legend. Um, I talked about that in my Light, which should have come out two weeks ago, uh, which is actually Saga and not Final Fantasy, and I do not like Saga at all. It's it's not my kind of RPG, Uh, but I'm getting through that with uh, some help of notes that I had from the previous time I played it, and I think I'm halfway through it three and a half hours, so um, I guess I'll, I'll finish that in a few hours. So, um, yeah, that's all the Game Boy games I've been playing. Um, yesterday I played a little fan-made game called uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza. A very well done game. Um, it, it takes um, elements out of all Turtles games that came out in the 90s. Um, so you can recognize things from uh, the arcade game or to on nes um the third one manhattan project uh, the super nintendo one turtles in time or the arcade one whichever you prefer um the first nes game actually and <laughs> to my surprise even uh, elements from uh from the three gameboy games um, which was really cool to see, so that's that's really well done. Um, what is also cool about this game, you can literally play as every character you've ever seen or not seen from the Turtles. There's like 70 characters or something you can play as eventually. Um, every time you beat a stage you unlock new characters. Some of them are fun to play with, others are completely useless but funny, like Irma. For example, from the cartoon series, <laughs> she can literally <laughs> only. Unplayable. Yeah, yeah, she can only oh, like stomp so on good. the ground, so she, <laughs> she's completely useless. But not as useless as Vernon because he has the lowest status of them all, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's fun to just uh, play around with those characters. The problem, however, is that um, there's limited lives. Um, you start with nine lives. You can win a few back during some um, bonus games. Uh, but I made it to the last stage and I died. Um, and there were no continues. There is a load function, however. Um, but, uh, just to, uh, make sure that when, whenever anybody else wants to play this, be prepared. I went into the last stage with two lives. Um, I died and I loaded it up, which puts you back at the final stage, but only with one life, um, and the final part of the game, as you can imagine with any beat-em-up, um, yeah, it's not easy. Plus it has like a six phases boss fight at the end. So uh, that is always fun to do with one life. Surprisingly, I made it to the final phase. But that was too much for me, like I couldn't do it. Luckily Lex was there to save me, she actually dove into the save file, or the SAV file, and managed to, with some encryption or decryption, (laughs) managed to put me back at 9 lives, um, so I could continue playing, and then I actually beat it with 2 lives in the end, so I just needed one more. Uh, but yeah, great game besides that, so just be prepared for that. That's Imagine you. cheating in a fan-made game. Yeah, it was needed. Like, you <laughs> cannot, unless I became the best player ever for the um, Turtles uh, arcade style beat-em-ups yeah no that that was not, it, it's not that hard of a game but still like <laughs> it's it's still crazy to do with one life anyways um, uh, what else did I play oh yeah I played some more crash team racing r- racing yeah racing nitro fuel <sighs> I just have the final time trials to do and some of them are absolutely driving me insane um, not because I cannot do it but because some of the mechanics are broken or that there's like invisible walls you suddenly raise against and then you get stopped to a complete halt um like yeah there's just it's not that well made to um do those time trials because you have to be pretty much perfect to be able to do some of them some you can do first try and some are just you're stuck there for three hours racing the same three-minute l- track over and over and over again. So um I hope I can finish this by the end of the summer because I'm absolutely tired of it, even if it's one of my favorite games ever. Um I've been watching
1: you and Bangra talk about that game in Discord. And I remember Crash racing as a kid and I I... I, I've never, I never liked Crash Racing personally. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was always a Mario Kart kid, but uh, I have played Crash Racing, and I understand the hype behind it. But seeing what you guys have gone through with the remake makes me never want to play that game again.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little bit like what they did with uh, the Crash and trilogy. The games are there. They look amazing. They sound amazing. They basically play amazing. But when you have to do time trials for both these games it's just an absolute mess it's it's just not fun and the most things that me and Mengaric are complaining about is the online actually which is yeah crap it's it's really not good not what they're trying to do that is okay but there's so many bugs in this game that it's yeah it's just not fun anymore so but yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping I'll be done by the end of the summer. Uh, next Monday we'll release the final. Well, not the final, but the last already announced quote-unquote DLC slash Grand Prix, uh, which is the Spyro one. So there will be another character or two to unlock. But that's not too hard to do plus it's also completely unnecessary um i, I talked about that before so um but yeah i, I just want to stop playing that game now uh, i don't <laughs> have time to put in 100 hours in, in a racing game like me racing that's that's already crazy uh but yeah then uh today i just randomly started playing faxanadu on nes um I don't know much about it. I don't know if it's considered to be a good game or not, but it's it's all right. I'm I'm having fun with it.
1: I I like that game. I I I owned it as a kid, and uh, I I want to say I beat it um, more so as an adult than a kid because the game I just didn't quite understand as a child. But I remember it being a pretty decent game.
0: Yeah, it's pretty decent so far. The only downside is if you die, you lose all your experience unless you have talked to the priest, who then gives you like a new title. I don't even know if the title does anything besides telling you that you leveled up. But yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. I'm I'm like half an hour in the game or something. It's it's all right. It's oh, you're still real early yeah. in the game. Uh, it's it's all right. So, but yeah, that's um. It's all I've been playing. What have you been up to?
1: Um, last night I just finished the newest Wolfenstein game, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it was fine. The AI is completely atrocious, though. Uh, the game was very much developed to be played with two humans and not a single player. But uh, I don't have any friends, so <laughs> I, I played single player and you, you're forced to have the AI with you. So whenever you go down, you have to have help getting up, you know, and sometimes the AI just completely ignores you. If you're trying to like sneak into a room, sometimes the AI just barges into the front door and just just aggro's everything. So the AI is pretty, pretty dumb. The AI never switches guns either, always uses the same machine gun, even though enemies in the game have weaknesses. Uh, AI is pretty bad, but... Overall, the story was pretty was actually pretty interesting. Uh, very predictable, but interesting. Uh, definitely left it open-ended for a sequel. Uh, gameplay-wise, though, it was actually pretty fun. Um, other than that, the WoW Classic beta, uh, the final stress test just wrapped up, and WoW Classic's going to be launching in like two weeks. So I, I did all that, closed up everything I had in the with the classic beta that I was doing, tried out a few more classes I was interested in. Uh, nothing too crazy there. Um, I had my first retro week, so with streaming, I started I uh, tr- started trying to cater back to some of the retro community. Uh, so now I do like a retro week, where it's just a week long of just retro games. I did the Donkey Kong trilogy for SNES, and uh, I completely forgot how hard Donkey Kong Country 2 was um that game took me like five and a half hours to beat okay while donkey kong one took me two hours and donkey kong
0: three took me two and a half hours huh that's, so that's surprising actually i find the first one to be an artist really yeah i man like i was
1: going through dk dkc2 and i game over so many times mm-hmm. like oh yeah the the hardest
0: part is the the mine well it's a roller coaster i guess in Uh, in the second one those are really hard but yeah i don't know i find the first one to be a lot harder i think the hardest
1: part about two for me was that i needed coins to save the game right yeah so um i'll say that i I played shack fu super nintendo um very easy game except for one boss fight and then I played uh, Shin-Chan 2 for the Super Famicom, uh, which is uh, Shin saving Action Bastard at the end. Actually, a very cute sh- Shin-Chan game. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's pretty cheap, too. I think it's only like, $10. Bucks. Uh, outside of that, Assassin's Creed 3, uh, the remaster of it. Uh, very glitchy game. Very buggy, <laughs> very glitchy. I, uh... I, I I broke the game a lot. I soft the game a lot. I uh, it was it's very 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 glitchy. Um, fun <laughs> game, but oh
0: yeah. Is is anyone still surprised that Assassin's Creed games are <laughs> buggy? Or yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I, after Brotherhood was the last one of two. I guess I yeah Brotherhood Brother- Revelation. Well, oh no, Revelations and Revelations. Yeah. yeah, after that one, I feel like they were just whatever just produce a game (laughs)
1: there was no qa for this like i don't remember the base game of three being this bad but so i I got Mm. the remaster for xbox and i i feel like there was zero qa for the remaster it was just broken (laughs) (laughs) um and that's i don't know if i mentioned that i beat celeste last time we were together but i beat celeste um i guess a side whatever the the default game is yeah uh, very cute game uh, very very cute game definitely rage inducing at the end though uh <laughs> definitely was getting a little little upset at the end and um <laughs> well this one of those like precision platformer games so like if you don't do something like literally perfect you just die over and over again yeah i think in one spot i died like 115 times so i couldn't get over a spike so um and then outside of that uh i started organizing my collection my my game and console collection a bit more right now i have everything in spreadsheets which is fine but uh, i started using a site called collectors.com com. To organize all of my stuff and uh, they have a barcode reader and everything else it's not it's been it's been great so far I think it's like 20 bucks for a year something like that
0: that's all Um, right I guess yeah I I never used one of those things so I don't know the pricing of any of those
1: yeah I mean it shows you like the box art it tells you how much it's worth loose complete in box or whatever else because it pulls off of price charting uh, you can put a lot of microdata for your own personal collection in there. Barcoding, serial numbers. It's actually a pretty in-depth little collecting thing. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been using that recently and trying to get that up to date and whatnot so I can keep track of everything that I have going on. Otherwise, that's all I've been up to. I have WoW Classic in two weeks, which is pretty much all I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nothing for me, so. like, <laughs> like I can't get into that stuff that's fair that's fair and pokemon go i've been playing a lot of pokemon go lately too so but uh yeah anyway like we mentioned earlier this episode is going to be about all of the spider man and uh when we come back from this short break we will dive into all four spider-man games for the game boy stay tuned Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that that banger of a song that Mo picked out.
0: Hell yeah!
1: <laughs> um, so Spider Man, I, I would I would assume ninety five percent of our listener base knows who Spider Man is.
0: I I would say, hope so. I would
1: almost say a hundred percent because there are brand new movies coming out for Spider Man. Yeah, uh, that are very well received so mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. i don't uh, i don't think you can <laughs> get away from knowing spider-man like yeah, I, or having I heard know. of him yeah. at, at least uh, i don't know like it, it's just uh he's been around since the 60s so and he's still amazingly popular so to say so uh, yeah i don't know like he, he i think he's still one of the the most popular superheroes ever made so far superior than the dc comics um absolutely besides batman maybe because <laughs> like batman is well he's batman but uh oh, yeah <laughs> besides that Batman doesn't have any superpowers except for being rich so mm-hmm. not saying uh, that the uh, heroes <laughs> of dc are bad but sorry but marvel is better <laughs> no marvel is 100 percent better um yeah, the 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 thing now is uh how are we exactly gonna do this? Are we just going to go I I think the best way to tackle this is by going by game. Um I I think so too. Cuz other, otherwise it's going to get a little uh weird to follow, uh, I assume. Um like I know both of us are pretty big Spider-Man fans. Uh we know a lot about Spider-Man. So we're probably gonna trail off quite a few oh, yeah. times during this episode like uh i kind of feel like maybe in the end we'll have to split up this episode into two parts maybe um because it's four games we're talking about and we're actually gonna talk quite a f- quite a lot about all of them so uh we'll see how long the recording will be maybe we'll split it up uh, and then we'll we'll make a new intro for the second part or whatever but uh yeah, this is going to be a thing, but uh we're just going to start with the start I guess, um which is with The Amazing Spider-Man for Game Boy, which was released in 1990, so it's uh it came out the second year of the Game Boy uh life cycle actually, which is pretty uh, pretty, early, pretty early. early. Um it was published by LGN in the US and it was published by Nintendo in uh, in Europe, it never came out in Japan, as far as I could see. Um, so yeah, um, like we mentioned a whole lot of times before <laughs> during the podcast, whenever LGN makes a game... They don't actually make a game. They let other uh, people do it, and just like a few other games on Game Boy or NES or whatever, they went to Rare. Um, of course, they always underpay Rare, and then you get oh, yeah. then you get games like this. Um, so, uh, yeah, composer-wise, even David Wise, amazing person. But if you listen to the soundtrack of this game. You might realize that he got paid five bucks to do this, so uh it's it's definitely not a great score. Definitely not some of his best work. I don't think he's proud of it either. I mean I can't ask him, so uh but yeah. But yeah, that's that's the overview of uh the amazing Spider-Man at least.
1: Yeah. Um plot-wise, I guess we could dive into that. Do we wanna like break it up individually like that, or do we wanna do but yeah, like I would. I would just easiest. continue like that in the. Yeah, yeah. plot wise for Spider-Man One, uh, Mary Jane gets kidnapped, and it's up to Spider-Man to go save her. Uh, even though you are fighting through six villains, they are not the Sinister Six. Even though there's been. God, how many iterations of the
0: sinister uh, six i think about <laughs> 10 but yeah none yeah. of the none of the people you actually enc- well some of them were it that, that's some that's, are yeah some were in it um like in this game you fight through six uh villains first one mysterio then hobgoblin scorpion rhino doc ock and venom um venom yeah. has never been in the sinister six like venom has always been somebody who was on his own or together with other symbiotes, uh, but never with with any of these other guys in a team capacity. Doc Ock, of course, has pretty much always been in um, in the Sinister Six because he was actually the one who started the Sinister Six. At uh, yeah, way back when, That yeah. was together with Sandman and, and other lesser known villains nowadays vulture actually which was the villain of the newest spider-man well no not the previous spider-man movie um but i don't think a lot of people still know vulture besides that movie uh well, vulture was in spider-man ps4 he wasn't yeah that's true yeah um yeah there they actually also do the sinister six so uh if you played the newest spider-man game that's that's also basically the sinister six with doc Ock. um yep. But yeah, after ev- almost all of the Spidey villains have been in the Sinister Six at one point, um, Doc Ock was out for a while because he was presumably dead for a while as well. And the, look, I'm not gonna dive into Doc Ock's history <laughs> because that is uh that that keeps on going forever. But
1: the Doc Ock storylines are so weird, especially with like the. Um... Which ones? Is it the superior ones? Where yeah, Doc there Locke he actually. Takes over, yeah. takes over Peter Parker's body or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And becomes Doc Ock's Spider-Man, basically. <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah, he takes over his brain. Well, he takes oh, over and his, his body. His body, well, yeah. body yeah. yeah. He
1: puts Peter's brain into Doc Ock's body because Doc Ock is dying. And then Doc Ock's brain goes into Peter Parker's body.
0: Yeah, and Peter Parker to is to stay, actually dead alive. by then. Yes. Yep. But there was a yeah. there was a time before that when Doc Ock also disappeared and everybody thought he was dead, but actually he was just dying and in a bodysuit somewhere underground. Like, if you want to read up on that, there are sixty years of comics waiting for you. <laughs> uh, even <laughs> I'm ten years behind. Yeah, like like yeah, I stopped I'm... right after Superior Spider-Man, so so I'm a little behind. Yeah, I'm still it, pretty I'm still pretty far behind the mm-hmm. Spider-Man comics mm-hmm. too. But yeah, that's uh, this this uh, game is not based on anything in particular, comic wise or series wise. It's just throw some uh, random villains together, the most well known during that period, and make a game out of it. So that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's pretty much your run of the mill Spider-Man game.
1: Um, like mentioned, Mary Jane gets kidnapped, up Spider-Man to go save her. Spider-Man goes through six stages. Saves Mary Jane, who looks like Medusa. Act at the end, which is kind of funny.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, there the sprite work in this game is also something you have to see to uh, to get it. Uh, especially Venom. I don't know what they did with that guy, but
1: <laughs> Venom is Venom is pretty awful, mm-hmm. <laughs> awfully depicted in the game. Yeah. So is um. Uh, Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin's pretty bad, too, because I thought he was the, yeah, I thought he was, um, um, shit, what's his name?
0: Green Goblin, uh, I suppose. Green Goblin, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to differentiate between them on a Game Boy screen because they basically are the same, but Green Goblin as well green uh green and purple but you can't really see that on a gameboy screen and hobgoblin is uh, orange um yeah the only way to actually notice the difference is that hobgoblin throws jack-o-lanterns and uh um green goblin does not he, he just throws some kind of bomb but uh but yeah that's that's the only difference between them. Like, if you know the history of the Spider-Man comics, Hobgoblin basically stole the, um, tech from Green Goblin, which is Norman Osborn. As I hope everybody knows. Spoilers. Or or his son could also be his son. So I think now he's so Goblin like, King actually, his, but whatever. His, like <laughs> again, <laughs> nothing his to do.
1: His son is Venom, according to the PS4 Spider-Man. That, yeah,
0: I don't know what that... Oh, that is a spoiler for the new Spider-Man game. Though, but, yeah. <laughs> a lot of spoilers. It just skipped his entire episode. It's just filled with spoilers.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah. Um, so, like, Spider-Man 1, like just, like, gameplay-wise, it's your very, very, very basic, run in the middle, hold right, jump platformer. Uh, stage one, you're in the city. Uh, you fight some henchmen and some like sewer rat people, you jump on them, the sewer rats don't give you anything, but if you punch a henchman, uh, they fly backwards and they'll throw up like a power up in the air, sometimes that power up will give you a web refuel because you can run out of web in the game, which we'll get into in a much later stage. Uh, It will give you a web shot upgrade. So by default, your web shot when you shoot, it's just this little like spit of web. After a while, your web can grow bigger. It can go into a spread shot, uh, etc. Or it will just give you like a diamond to give you points. And after so many points, I think you get a one up. Um, But as you go, as you progress through the stage, you're going to see pies like apple pie. That's your that's your health. Uh, so wherever you take damage, you got to eat a pie to get your health back. I don't
0: understand why it's a pie, but it's a pie. I thought it was a hamburger, but okay.
1: Oh, is it a hamburger? I, I, it I could think be it's a hamburger. A hamburger. I,
0: I don't know. Like, it could be a pie. Does it even matter? <laughs> like it's, it's wholesome American food for you to replenish your health. There you go.
1: <laughs> um, and then once you get to the end of stage one, you fight, Myster- you fight Mysterio. And Mysterio is like in this like cloud of dust, basically. And then after like a, after it does like a circle, it's, it stops. He pops up. You punch him in the face. He goes back into a cloud of dust again. Appears on the stage. Punch in the face. Do it a few times, and he's dead. Um, stage two is probably one of the more notorious stages. If you've watched uh, Angry Video Game Nerd or any type of video game critic for Amazing Spider-Man One on Game Boy. You will hear the dismay of stage two, where you have to climb vertically up a building, and if you jump, you die because <laughs> you can't grab back onto the building. Um, well,
0: you can, but you have to press the button again.
1: Uh, yeah, you have. Yeah, which most people don't understand yeah. to do. So, um, as you climb up this building, your spider senses tingle because there are things dropping from above, and you have to move out of the way. Um, they are typically triggered by your last known position, so very easy to dodge. As you climb, uh, there are ladies in windows with bats trying to hit Spider-Man. And once you reach the top, there's a window that says in, you jump into the window, and you progress through a hold right and jump platformer. Once you've reached the end, you face off against Hobgoblin, whom is exceptionally easy. All you have to do is basically crouch, kick on the bottom corner of the building, and Hobgoblin goes down without ever getting hit. Uh, Stage three. Stage three is my favorite stage of the entire game. It is the train stage. Uh, When you first load up into the stage, there are some henchmen That peek out from the windows of the train and shoot at you. All you have to do is just jump over them. Jump over the bullets. Real, real easy to get past. Uh, As you progress right into the stage. The train will start moving. um, And giving you a very. It actually gives you a bit of a a speed boost. As well as you hold right. Because the train is moving. And you're holding right at the same time. However, you got to be a little bit careful. Because if you go too fast, you're gonna run into a group of bats and these bats are your worst enemies in this game Because there are no iframes in spider-man 1 if you get hit multiple times you get hit multiple times There's no a one hit and then I can take three more hits after that with without issue Um, So you kind of have to take a little bit of a caution uh, crouch kick all of the bats down and then once you get to the end of the stage you face off against scorpion uh, scorpion is a very easy fight however it is a little bit random uh, as you fight scorpion he drops down from the sky platform somewhere up in the up in the air and you basically jump kick him or shoot a web at him and he'll jump back up to the sky and land somewhere around where Spider-Man is. Uh, sometimes he'll land in front of Spider-Man. Sometimes he'll land behind Spider-Man. And you have about a half a second to hurry up and attack. Otherwise, you're going to get hit by Scorpion. Um, after a few hits, it goes down. Uh, honestly, a fairly easy fight. You just have to be pretty responsive on where where it lands. Uh, the next stage is the park. Where you face off against Rhino. This is where the game actually really starts to spike in difficulty, in my opinion. Um, The game starts to throw a lot of things at you at once in the park. Um, You you still have the same henchmen shooting guns at you. You still have the same sewer rats trying to grab you as you approach a um, sewer lid. However, now you have birds that dive down at you and you have like the spike bomb things from trees that drop down as soon as you go underneath of them. Um, as you can probably imagine, this is a Game Boy game, so they're, and a 1990 Game Boy game nonetheless. So there is quite a bit of lag on the screen if you do not lag manage the game. So if a henchman is shooting, as a bomb is dropping, as a bird is on the screen, the game will lag a decent amount. Um, Once you get through the stage against your typical hold right, uh, bash through baddies, jump over um, game, you face off against Rhino, who is a very easy boss, but can deceptively be a little tough if you're not paying attention. Uh, Rhino starts off very slow because it has a build of momentum to charge at you. Uh, If you jump over Rhino as it's starting to build its momentum, you can get like three or four hits in while it runs across the screen. Do this, you know, back and forth for a few times. Take out Rhino, you're good to go. Something to mention also is the jump mechanic in Spider-Man
0: One, <laughs> that is that me, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, is that if you are standing still without moving horizontally, your jump is significantly lower than if you are moving horizontally. So if I if I need to jump to a high platform. I can't just walk up to the platform, press the jump button, and jump to that platform. I need to have a, essentially a running start at this platform and jump in order for Spider-Man to be able to make that jump. Um, which is going to come into play on this stage. So we are now on the Doc Ock stage. And again, we get to do the vertical climbing segment. Which is fine, except for this time, we have henchmen shooting bullets at us across the screen and birds diving at us now, all while having our spider senses being out of out of whack too with falling objects. So, same deal as last time, gotta get to the top where the window says in, jump into the window. Uh, this time it is a bit harder because Spider-Man is a long person and the gaps between bullets are quite small. <clears throat> so you need to have very immaculate timing or be willing to take damage while climbing this building. Uh, as you climb, there are two or three pies or hamburgers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so health is actually a bit scarce through this segment. Uh, once you get to the top, now you've hit the basically the skyscraper zone. And this is where web-slinging comes into play, which is probably the most atrocious control in the game. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't understand how the web, how the web swinging works. Uh, I, I, I do, oddly enough. I've played enough bad games, apparently, to understand it. Um, so the way the web swinging works is that when you jump, you have to hold the jump button, and Spider-Man will activate his web at, at the top of the screen. However, if and you have while all while doing this you have birds coming at you in the skyscraper zone, if you are moving on your web and you try to kick, you will automatically lose your web web swing and fall to your death. So in order to fight as you are web swinging, you need to web swing, come to a complete stop, kick the bird, and continue again uh if you are out of web so i mentioned earlier that there is a web bar um there is if you are completely out of web you are kind of out of luck because you need the web you need that web bar you need some sort of web refill to swing and if you have none you don't have any web to swing with so you're kind of at a standoff you need to kill yourself game over get more web to get through it um that's why farming some enemies is actually quite important to get uh, enough web refills to get through the skyscraper zone. Once you've gotten through it and get to the end, you face off against Doc Ock. Doc Ock, I don't know what the strategy is against Doc Ock because Doc Ock can reach pretty far with his Extendo arms, and I just basically brute force the fight. I punch and web shoot until it until it's it's dead. Um, If you've been fortunate enough to get past Doc Ock, you face off against one of the hardest stages in the game, which is (laughs) called the sewer. The sewer is not for the faint of heart. You have henchmen at the top of the screen throughout the entire stage trying to shoot Spider-Man. However, Spider-Man cannot reach them and shoot them back or jump kick them because they are out of range. As you run under the henchmen, the henchmen drop down and get behind you and shoot shoot at you. Which doesn't seem like a bad deal, except once you're in the sewer water, you have alligators coming to chomp at you. And the sewer water coming out of the pipes in the background does damage to you. It is literally a death abuse zone. So uh, I'll touch base on this in the speedrunning section, but basically you pretty much death abuse the entire stage until you get to Venom. Uh, and Venom is laughably a joke basically Venom comes sliding down on a web and Shoots webs at you it can come from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen and basically spider-man just jump kicks it until it falls off and dies and Mary Jane comes down on a web or lasso or rope or whatever it is and Your score goes up for some unknown reason yeah, that's the game. That's Spider Man One.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, a lot of people have played this game, um, and a lot of people have not gotten very far in this game because, well, it's not really a good game. Like, no matter how you look at it, it's it was no. too early in the life cycle of Game Boy to know uh, to for, for those people to know what. They were doing plus they were underpaid by LGN, so why would they put any effort into it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it not only is the difficulty a problem, um, especially after stage four, the first three stages are yeah, you can, you can easily They're not get that, through them. Yeah. Um, what most people Sadly, do is start web swimming, swimming, web swimming. That's a new thing now. No, they start web (laughs) swinging during the first stage because you can literally pass through the entire stage and not get hit. But you also deplete your web gauge and you need it for later. Like, you absolutely need it. It it is. Yeah, it's not a good idea to use that at all before stage 5, really. Um, unless you really have to. Like, I think in stage 2, there's also a few jumps you maybe have to uh, Yeah, I think there's a on. couple
1: gaps you have yeah. to swing across. So,
0: so that's not really uh, that much of an issue. Um, the other thing is this game has limited continues. Which uh, only makes it even harder. Because, yeah, um, after a while, you just can't get through it anymore. Um... Like you said, uh, Rhino is a big problem, not because the fight is hard, but if he hits you, he can basically take away your entire health bar in one hit if you're not careful. So there are no iframes for Spidey, because that's always fun, you know, no iframes. Uh, just <laughs> see your health bar drop down. Uh, when iframes are you... for the weak. Yeah, when you get hit by one thing, it's, it's always a fun time. Um, the Doc Ock fight is a very special fight. Um... You just don't have enough room to move um no there is a trick to it, and I don't get it either actually, it's like you have to hit him right as he starts his grab attack animation or you have to jump right as it do like and then you don't get hit by it. It's just hard to do for sure like um I don't I think most people get stuck there like they never get past Stockcock because. Yeah, he can yeah. literally also destroy you in a few hits if you're not careful. And then if you manage to make it through there, you get to the yeah, the infamous sewer level where just everything is trying to kill you. And, and you just don't have the ability a Spider-Man would need to dodge everything or, or even have time to react to some of the things. So um, I think for myself, I think Venom is also not the most easy fight because... Uh, it's sometimes very hard to dodge his web shots. Or his venom shots, whatever you want to call them. Um, having enough web fluid there might also be very helpful for you. Because you can also, of course, just shoot him. Uh, and then you can keep your distance. But um, sometimes he moves very weirdly. And then he's already gone before you even had a chance to shoot. So, um, yeah, it, this game throws a lot at you. What you have to deal with and a lot of people would just stop playing it very fast actually because it's not very good but to be fair it's actually quite fun to be able to finish this game um i would not disregard it because it is that bad i would really give it a try it, it will take you like what maybe five tries in the end, or something, to get through it, so I wouldn't give up too easily, even though it is not a really good game.
1: It's a pretty satisfying game to beat, honestly. Like, it is hard, it's 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 not the greatest game, but once you beat it, like, you actually feel pretty good after beating the game. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. For sure. Um.
1: Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2? Um...
0: Maybe we should
1: just we do the, give it the cover art or, or something. Oh yeah, cover art. Oh yeah, completely forgot about cover art. Mm-hmm. The cover art for Amazing Spider-Man one is, is I personally, it's my second favorite out of the four. Oh really? Um, it's yeah. It's it's a it's pretty basic. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like it's just Spider-Man in the middle of the box um, on a web, and it says the Amazing Spider-Man above it. It's just, it, it's, I, I like simple cover art. Right. Um, it's it's vibrant. It very much mimics uh, the old Spider-Man comic covers. Like, I, I like it a lot. Um, there's nothing much to it, though. Like I said, it's just Spider-Man swinging on a web, and it says The Amazing Spider-Man at the top.
0: Yeah, I, I would think this design is mostly based on the 80s Spider-Man, I would say. Um, yeah. As far as I can see it. For sure um, yeah it's pretty simple it's, it's just one of the early covers of the of the, the comics actually uh they would probably make it like this um like not not a detailed background or anything just no. a, a skyline actually of a city um
1: yeah you got like a silhouette of, the, of uh was new york yeah pro-
0: probably like i can't distinguish any buildings there or something i, I can't either uh, i just assume yeah but yeah Besides that, it's it's nothing special. It's just a, a basic Spidey drawing, to be fair. Yep.
1: Yeah, and then uh, I mean, while we're at it, um, history with the game.
0: Yeah, I think it's my
1: my as well yeah. as to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, I I actually owned this game as a kid. This was, I think, the third or fourth Game Boy game I ever owned, mm-hmm. and I absolutely hated it as a kid despised this game because I couldn't beat it. I couldn't get past Doc Ock as a kid. Um, I think I maybe only saw Doc Ock a handful of times as a kid as well, too, because that Doc Ock stage is brutal. Um, But, for Game Boy Adventure, as an adult, I think it took me like a half hour to beat the game. Um, It's not saying it's not a hard game, it's just I had some experience with this and some of that experience <laughs> translated apparently to my adult life. Uh but yeah, I, I owned the game as a kid, didn't like it at all, didn't understand it, uh thought it was too hard, no passwords, limited continues. Uh Game Shark was unhelpful. <laughs> so I just I just I never I didn't play it much as a kid. Because I I knew I couldn't beat it. Right.
0: Yeah, myself, I have absolutely no history with this game whatsoever. Like, I, I might have tried it during my college years on a ROM uh, just to see what it was, but never really got into it. Um, I think you beat it before me uh, on, on uh, Game Boy Adventure, and then I played it as well because it didn't look yeah, that I think, hard i think i told you to yeah point. yeah so so i got through it i have no idea what my time was maybe an hour i know i did it like four or five times before i uh, managed to beat it but yeah like it's all right i've, I've played a lot worse game boy games uh, to be fair and yeah if, if you oh yeah, I, I have too. yeah and if you have a little bit of um Um, experience with uh, NES or Game Boy platformers that are pretty mediocre you kind of quickly understand what you have to do to get through everything and you can't rush things because it feels like you can rush things especially because you can use the web to get through that first stage uh, without getting hit but then you realize, oh, this is actually uh, keeping me from beating this game. So then you're starting to take your time and then it gets a little bit easier. The only big problem is, yeah, that fifth stage or oh, the sixth stage, the, the sewer stage is just the first time you come across that you're like, there is no way in the world that I can get through this stage. Uh, but then you play it a few times, do it even more slower than you should be playing a video game and and then everything is fine, so
1: and then after you've played it so many times you just memorize where things are and it gets easier
0: <laughs> yeah like with every game of course but like the first time you play this it seems a lot harder than it is in the end um a whole lot harder actually so yeah i would definitely uh give this a few tries if you really don't like it just don't bother of course like we're not forcing you to play this game, but it might be fun if you can say, Hey, I actually beat the amazing Spider Man for Game Boy, and it was anything but amazing. So,
1: <laughs> and then for the speedrun of this game, I actually routed this game and held the record for this game for a while. Um, after I beat it for Game Boy Adventure, I was like, Oh, this game isn't all that bad, and I uh I broke down and routed the game out, figured out how to make the train level faster. Um and found found ways to fight bosses a bit faster. I think I got like a I think the initial speed run that I got was like an eighteen seventeen or eighteen minute time. Uh since then the time has been beaten. I think the game is down to like fourteen or fifteen minutes now. But uh yeah, I mean it's it's a it's actually a very tough speedrun. Uh not a uh not for the faint of heart, nor is it a very marathon safe speed run because there is a lot of death abuse and like we've mentioned there is limited continues. So if you die very early on, things can snowball very quickly in this game, and if you game over, you start from the beginning of the game again, and obviously that's not uh doesn't bode well for marathons. So
0: yeah, yeah. I, to my surprise, more people picked this up pretty quickly. I don't think it's still a popular speedrun at all. But um, no, it's not. Yeah, at least a lot it of people tried either. to do it a, lot, a lot. In in Game Boy community wise, a lot. No. I think we got like ten
1: people on the speed. Yeah, see, that's a lot of people yeah.
0: actually for a Game Boy game. So, and especially for not a well received Game Boy game. So
1: yeah. And it was a new board, too, basically. Yeah. It, it, like, the board is only a couple years old, maybe, at, at at most. Yeah,
0: so that's that's pretty impressive for this game, to say. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right,
1: well, that's all like that for Spider-Man 1.
0: Yeah, uh, I think we we're going to do it like this, and so we're going to take a break right here. And then uh, we'll come back with Spider-Man 2. That way, if we go on too long, it's easier for us to split it up into two episodes yeah, as yeah, well. For sure. So, for um, And I think <laughs> that's going to happen because we have been recording for an hour already and we're only up to the first <laughs> game out of four. So yeah, uh, we'll be back right after this song.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Um, so, yeah, pressing forward, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 release date, 1992. So, two years later. Let's see uh, what we have learned from then. We have a new developer this time around. We have Bits Studios. Mm-hmm. Who we've um, talked about in the past as well. whom we have talked about a little bit in the past. Yep, obviously published again by... LJN LJN was real big into the whole comic and and movie uh video game scene yeah. back in the '90s, late 80s and 90s so still
0: had to write so they had to make games yep.
1: That's right uh composer is David Whittaker um whom I've seen his name a few times and I know he's done um Storm and Street Surfer. Uh, let's see here.
0: Yeah, he, he actually is uh, well known, but mostly for Amiga and Commodore sixty four. Yeah. But a very interesting thing uh, actually uh, about David Whittaker, um, he has uh, he made a sub tune of Lazy Jones. I don't know what Lazy Jones is, but it is a video game, and um, it was actually the the basis for the dance hit uh Karencraft uh, vier, vier, yeah, four hundred. But uh, for Kern Craft four hundred, as you Americans would say, uh, by Zombie Nation, which was basically the start of the entire techno movement movement. So um, that that, it, song. that is actually yeah quite an achievement for well David Whittaker for coming up with yeah. with uh, with the tune. But uh, yeah, they, they took his song to create that song.
1: That's basically, yeah, I I know what Lazy Jones is. I I've actually played Lazy Jones on the <laughs> Com- Commodore 64 before. Um, it's a very old game. It's from 84, but uh, it's basically Lazy Jones is like a collection of mini games, very similar to that of Mickey's Ultimate Challenge. Right. Um, you're a lazy hotel employee who just does, does not care about work, but you <laughs> prefer to sneak into other rooms and play video games instead uh based the game is premised around a hotel. Um, basically it, I know it's I know it came off with the Commodore 64 because so that's what I've played it on, and I believe it came off for an MSX as well back in the day. So <laughs> um, but yeah so Spider Man two plot for this one is Spider Man gets framed for a robbery and tries to solve the mystery of who is behind it. Um along the way in the city um he runs into hobgoblin again welcome back friend uh the lizard uh, graviton,
0: which I'll get uh, into later,
1: which you will dive into that mm. um and then from there you you run into carnage and the main villain of the whole game,
0: mysterio mm. so Yeah, and that's that's the plot. (laughs) There's again, uh, basically, yeah, yeah, not not based on anything again. Just uh, throw in a few, uh, well, well well-known villains and graviton. Uh, (laughs) I don't. I have absolutely
1: graviton's a very interesting choice. Yeah, especially for for Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, like I actually had to look this up because I had no idea who Graviton actually was. I actually had no idea who the villain was that I was fighting. I was like, who is this guy? I'd never seen this guy before. So I did some research and Graviton uh, basically is um, an adversary of the Avengers. Um, And he's actually quite powerful because he he beats the Avengers a few times. Um, But how does it tie into Spider-Man? I think this was during the 80s but i might be wrong um there are a few comics where spider-man just gets beaten up by these extremely overpowered villains that normally the avengers would have to take on so um he almost gets killed until captain universe comes along and lends. uh Spider-Man his power, so he basically becomes Spider-Universe or <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But yeah, he gets super powerful because Captain Universe is one of those... I don't think people remember him anymore at all. Uh, but he's one of those alien races that, that is super powerful, kind of like Captain Marvel is. Um, so I, I think that it's if I remember it correctly, he's like a blue guy, kind of like the Silver Surfer, but blue and, and with like white... Stars all over his body, but anyway spider-man gets his powers for a few uh, issues And then he literally beats up all those people that try to beat him up and when it comes to graviton He actually gives him one punch and the guys down it's over so um, I have no clue why they would put this guy into uh, this game It's a very weird choice um but yeah there you go that's that's Graviton if you've never heard of him before like me basically even though I read the comic so
1: Yeah I um I I knew who he was because I was a big fan of the Avengers growing up mm-hmm. but I never knew that he was Integrated into despite into a, in, like a separate Spider-Man universe at all. Like I just assumed that it was just a part of the Avengers, and that was that was it. You know, that's where that's where Graviton lived. So when I uh, when I played Spider-Man two on Game Boy, I had no idea who it was either. Um, yeah, it's just not very. Re- after, after, yeah, after reading and play and in watching the watching videos of it, I I realized who it was, and I had no idea why Graviton was in a Spider Man game. So again, I had to do a lot of a uh, a lot of looking up too. And um, what Mo found out, I found out as well too, is that it was in Spider Man issue number three twenty six. You know, way way back when. So yeah, I I. I I was very surprised to see that in a game.
0: Yeah, um cuz there there's so many Spider-Man villains that have never been used in any of the games actually and and then they pick one out that is basically a a one issue guy that just shows up. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird choice but whatever. Like <laughs> now you're informed yeah. if you ever come across him in this game that and you're wondering who it actually is. It's it's that guy. So um, yeah, diving into the gameplay, um, you would think it would be the same thing as the previous game, just a standard um, action platformer. But you would be wrong. They actually tried to do something uh, different for this game, um, and it translated into basically an... Um, action-adventure game. Um, And when I say adventure game, I mean things like uh, Monkey Island and and, um, for maybe an easier comparison uh, to uh, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit on Game Boy. So a game where you have to find different items to progress through the game. so that, that was completely different than the previous game, of course. So you get dropped into a basically open world. Like there's some things that block you off if you don't have the appropriate item. But you can basically go anywhere you want to go. Um, you get uh, encounters with like normal enemies, like normal henchmen, like in the previous game. Um, but at the start of the game, you also see Hobgoblin flying around outside. Um, what you actually need to do is... Find a key to get into one of the buildings in the first part of the game, um, as you can call it, um, where you can find uh, an oil can. Um, then you can climb up to the top of the, one of the buildings, knock down Hobgoblin, so his glider crashes somewhere in the street. You use the oil to get onto uh, the glider, and then you can use that to cross over an electric fence um, which you can easily jump over basically, but um, they made it that it's electrified so you actually die if you hit that. Uh, but you fly over that and then you get into the second quote-unquote stage of the game. Uh, which is an industrial section which has um, one area that is uh, easily accessible where you have to make a serum. Um, that serum will come in handy when you go down into the sewers where the Lizard is. Um, and you use it on him, Uh, and with use it on him, it actually means you beat him to a pulp, (laughs) and then you use it. Uh, So yeah, you have to take him down first before you can actually use it. Uh, He turns back into Connor, he gives you a key card that you can use to get into the other building uh, in the industrial area, where you basically have to turn on the power again, and that's where you actually encounter uh, Graviton. Um, You knock him down from a platform high up above, um, you turn back the power on, and that actually grants you access, well not access because you can always get there, to the part after the sewers, which is um, the amusement park or the roller coaster ride at least, where you will encounter Carnage. And that's basically it, you encounter Carnage, you can't do anything against him, he's totally invulnerable, he will just... Totally kick your ass if you even try to uh, touch him. So all you got to do is avoid him. And then comes the most ridiculous part, not only of this game, but probably of most games you will ever play in your life. (laughs) Um, What you need to do is climb on top where the cards come. um, Web swing onto one of them. um, And then you basically have to do a three to four minute... Uh, right, where you're hanging on the cart and you have to swing away from obstacles on your way. You have to, like, climb up, climb down, swing left, swing right, just so you don't hit anything on your way there. What makes this thing impossible is you cannot see what actually is in your way and what is not. Like, there's no um, differentiation between things that can hurt you and that cannot hurt you. So... The only way to get through this is by memorization and doing it 1700 times over and over and over again until you actually know how to move. Um, The sad part about this entire thing is if you get hit, you fall down to the bottom. It's not like you get hurt. No, you just fall down to the bottom and you have to restart the entire process again from the start. There are no platforms in between where you can give yourself a little space to like, chill out and, uh, and rethink what you're doing with your life by playing this game. Um, you just have to get through it in one go. And there's another thing about it. There's also electrical um, like, conductors on the track if you hit those you're dead you're literally dead it's not just a hit you're dead so um yeah that's the toughest part of this entire game um if you manage to get through it though you get to a building where you have to climb up but not in the style of uh, of amazing spider-man one you actually have to jump up platforms which is another hard part of this game because jumping <laughs> is mm, yeah how can i say it's quite wonky. Um, It's not like in Amazing Spider-Man 1 where you jump higher if you move or anything. What you basically have to do is a double jump to do your highest jump. But the timing of it is so precise that you better learn it when you start playing this game or you're going to have a lot of trouble uh, with this final part. Again, um, if you miss a platform, you fall all the way back down and you have to start from the bottom again while trying to avoid guys on a jetpack who keep hitting you and you don't have that much health. So you better make it up there in one go or you're going to have a very bad time and probably game overing and having to restart this game again. Um, This game does not offer any continues. It's the lives you got if you run out of them. Well, you're pretty much screwed. Do If you manage to make it on top of the building, though, you jump into a Zeppelin and then you find out, oh, Mysterio has framed me. Who would have thought, like, it could have only been two people, basically. It could have been Mysterio or Chameleon. It would have been cooler if they went with Chameleon because they already had Mysterio in the previous game. But whatever. So you fight Mysterio, he just teleports... Uh, All Over the place the problem with this he comes um, He he just appears in two places one of them is real The other one is not you have no idea how to even tell which one is is the real one Uh, You just have to be lucky and then you have to punch him before he does an attack or you get hurt If he is far away from you and you cannot even reach him before he does the attack you get hurt so it's just an entire screen filling hurt thing i don't even know what he does you just see him flash and you get hurt so but that's the final fight you punch him like what eight ten times and that's it then the game is over and yeah that's yep. the entirety of spider-man 2 for game boy the
1: one thing i liked about spider-man 2 though <clears throat> was that it tried to mimic some comic strips like it tried to make this the, the cutscenes <clears throat> look like comic strips though yeah I, I did like that in Spider Man 2 mm-hmm, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh even though Spider Man and a few of those comic strips look pretty pretty scuffed. Um <laughs> I I liked what they were trying to do. Yeah.
0: It graphic wise, it looks better than uh, Spider Man 1 for sure. Um, they, they definitely put more effort into it um i really like the idea of an open world quote unquote game where you just travel through different parts and you have to find appropriate things to actually progress um sadly the controls in this game are absolute garbage uh there's no way around it um but i do really like this game just because it's it's different um has cool mechanics that are not implemented well, um, like, like the entire ride on the amusement park thing. It's, it's awful, but it is a cool idea at least, but it's just way too long and it's, it's yeah, you can't see what you're actually That's... supposed to do. Um, but they tried a few new things and, and I really like that about this game.
1: That roller coaster section is just,
0: a, oh, oh. <laughs> it's the worst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, yeah, so like Mo, what Mo was saying too is that in Spider-Man Two, you you was it is a Spider-Man Two that you can also climb on walls too, but like not in the same fashion of Amazing Spider-Man. Like you can hop onto like the side of like a wall platform and climb up there. Yeah, very similar to like yeah. like Ninja Gaiden, I think it was.
0: Oh uh, yeah, um, p- p- you cling to walls. If you jump onto them, then you can crawl upwards and downwards. So um, that's how you traverse certain. Uh, Parts in the sewer and things like that. Um, Another thing that comes with this game is there's these black orbs you can uh, collect throughout. Um, Some of them give you an extra life. So there are more than three lives that you actually start with. The other ones actually power up your punch. Um, So you see two numbers at the bottom of the screen one is your power level the other one is your uh, extra lives so if you find those things so it's always fun to explore and find those things you can actually upgrade your uh, your punch which really helps for the boss fights of course because otherwise it gets really tough if you don't have the appropriate power level actually um if i remember curl correctly oh no there is yeah there's a web meter as well in this one um which you can also run out of, which is not good. Uh, yeah. There are refills also. I think those are also the black orbs, but maybe they're colored a little bit differently. Um, you can find um, replenishments, but you can not find extra ones. So you always have to look like, am I going to pick this up because I still have enough? I might have to pick it up later when I actually need it. So um, you kind of have to think a little bit uh about that before you do that so
1: yeah and then we have and then like the underground section we have we have the lizard i don't know if we mentioned the lizard at Mm -hmm.
0: all yeah yeah he's he's in uh, the sewers the first time you go into the sewers and you haven't fought him yet he actually crawls through the sewers and uh but only on the bottom level uh where he can hurt you but after you defeated him he disappears from the sewers entirely of course Which I thought was a pretty cool villain to
1: have in, in the Spider-Man game. Yeah, definitely. Because that's a that's a villain you just don't see very often. Period. You know. So yeah,
0: yeah. You saw um, him in Amazing Spider-Man One, the movie. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a really good listener, actually. No, it was quite bad. Mm.
1: <laughs> um, as for the cover art. This is probably... This is my favorite of the four.
0: This is also because my I... favorite cover, but it's also the biggest lying cover <laughs> of the entire franchise. Yes. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely 90s style uh, Spider-Man. Um, my favorite era of the Spider-Man comics for sure. Um, I don't remember who drew him uh, back then. Um, if I see the name, I will immediately know, but I can't think of it on the top of my head but I really like his style. But on the cover it's him fighting Carnage and that's like the only thing you don't do in this game. So
1: Yeah, like the uh it, it, another thing too to note is that this comic says this this comic the cover art says Marvel Comics on it now as well too. Mm-hmm. The Amazing Spider-Man 1 didn't have Marvel Comics branding on the on the cover art mm-hmm. at all. Spider-Man 2 now has this Marvel Comics watermark branding on the actual cover, notifying that this is indeed part of the uh, part of the um, Marvel franchise. But yeah the uh, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty dark cover art. Um, the background is is just pure black like there's no silhouettes, there's no nothing. And in the foreground you have Spider-Man and Carnage basically facing off against each other, Spider-Man ready to start start throwing blows, and Carnage just being Carnage. Like Mo was saying earlier in the game, you literally just encounter Carnage. You don't fight Carnage. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, this might um, actually be a cover of one of the comics, but I'm not sure. Like, I don't know all of them by heart. There's been... <clears throat> 2500 spidey comics at this point so <laughs> excuse me if i don't remember this one but uh yeah it might actually be uh be one of the covers
1: yeah it, it very much could be i don't know um then um of course ljans has something what what kind of throws me off guard or off rather is that the first game is called amazing spider-man the second game is called The Strip Spider-Man 2. Well, officially it's like, called
0: Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, they just didn't put it on the cover, I guess. But the official name should be Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. No, It's it's weird that they... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have enough space to get Carnage in the frame otherwise. Because <laughs> the Amazing yeah, would may- just be above maybe, it, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. They, they just kept it off yeah. of it.
1: I it would I would be curious to know like with these cover arts, like if they did scan in a co- a cover from a comic, or if they had um um who was it, Eric Larson or um who's the other one? Mark 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 Bagley. Mark Bagley mm-hmm. I think it was who who was the successor of Larson when it came to drawing Spider Man. Um it would be interesting to to see if they had any play in creating the cover. I doubt it, but it would be. I mean, they're they're well they're well drawn cover arts. Yeah. So the,
0: yeah, definitely that one. Like, that. The the first one a little bit less. Like it's it's a very generic Spider Man for sure. But yeah, this one. Yeah, I, I, it might be one of the actual covers of of one of the comics for sure.
1: Um, as for reception for this game, like we talked a little bit about the reception of, Spider- of Amazing Spider-Man One, where it was hard, not super super well received. Spider-Man Two, I actually don't know a ton about the reception of this. I know I had a few friends that had this game as a, as a kid, mm-hmm. um, and they, I wouldn't say they hated it, but they didn't love it either. It was one of those games that like. If you didn't want to play Super Mario Land 2 or Legend of Zelda, like you just wanted to like play something for 20, 30 minutes at recess and put it down, like this is what you typically played. Um, So this is one of those like, okay, I don't want to play this or this. This is my fallback game. Um, I don't remember them talking much bad about it, or I don't remember them talking any good about it either. Just one of those run-of-the-mill mediocre Game Boy
0: games. Definitely, yeah. I think um, I couldn't find anything about the reception of this game, but I would say it was probably too hard, <laughs> especially because of the amusement park section. Um, but yeah, I I would just praise it because it did something completely different for a change and not just make it a, a standard beat up yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I, I do remember playing this game, other than playing it for the podcast, I do remember playing this game in college. I I think I randomly found a ROM or something, and uh, me being 18, 19 years old, just really dumb, thought I was playing the first one because I didn't pay attention to what I was doing, (laughs) and uh, I ended up playing the second one. I don't remember if I beat it or not. I probably didn't, but uh, I do remember playing it in college and not really knowing what to do. Like I remember I beat Hobgoblin, and I think I beat the Lizard eventually. But I just didn't know how the game was actually meant to be played. So I think I just gave up.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a kid's game, I would say. Like, it's it's not easy to get into. You really have to know what you're doing. Um, which is not always an easy thing to do as a kid, to be honest. It's like not really saying what you need to be doing. And yeah, it could get frustrating real quick.
1: Yeah. What what another fun fun fact is too with Carnage, is that like even though he's a what symbiote with Venom and all of them, Carnage didn't get introduced into Spider Man until, what like ninety two or something like that, mm-hmm. like for like fairly late later on, and this game came out in ninety two, so it's kind of interesting to note that carnage is in amazing spider-man 2 and literally was just introduced into the spider-verse at this point in time as well too so uh that's probably another big reason why they have carnage on the front cover as well too because it, it was a new i guess villain into into the universe as well.
0: Yeah, and it was one of... Still what is one of the best films they ever made for, for the entire Spider-Man universe, oh, actually. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the most adult film um, you can imagine. Like, he was also in the Spider-Man cartoon where he was just... Like, a, he was just goofy there, I would say. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he... <laughs> yeah, Carnage is... Uh, a whole lot of crazy um like some of the comics with like especially his limited series are whoo uh yeah (laughs) you better sit down after reading those because they get dark um and yeah i'm kind of scared what they're gonna do with him in venom 2 um if you haven't seen Venom yet, spoilers again I guess. I'm just gonna put a disclaimer at the start of this episode. Uh, we're we're just spoiling everything today, so <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't seen Venom yet, which was awful by the way, um at the end you see uh-huh. him uh Eddie Brock going to an interview with Cletus Cassidy. And if you know Cletus Cassidy, you know that he is Carnage. So they're they're hinting towards that, but I don't I I still don't think they can off Carnage in a, in a movie. It's, it's just... Nah.
1: I thought, I thought Venom was a fairly... I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was a very mediocre movie though. I feel like after, after watching... I feel like Venom belonged in like the first phase of Marvel, Marvel movies where like they weren't super good like they're still trying to figure things out phase. Like think of like the first Hulk movie that came out. <laughs> not not the 80s one but like the early 2000s yeah
0: well it it depends Uh, the one that is actually included as phase one or the other ones that came before because um the edward norton one is the one that actually is included in the uh universe the other ones that came out before are not right um so
1: like i i don't know i feel like i feel like venom was one of those movies where like I I I love the idea of having a Venom based movie mm-hmm. with without Spider Man, mm-hmm. which is kinda weird to say out loud. Um But I feel like they were in a very much of a learning stage because it really hasn't been done and Venom's story is already kinda weird to begin with, so trying to find that like middle line of like how do we make this a movie, how do we make it a successful movie, is going to be tough. But I feel like with Venom 2, first of all, I think Tom Hardy did a good job as Venom uh, and Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. but um, I feel with Venom 2 is that if, if Carnage isn't Carnage, the way that we know Carnage is in comics, That movie is going to flop. It doesn't matter how good the movie and the acting actually is. If Carnage isn't Carnage as we know him, it's not going to be. It's not going to be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, like Venom. The actual original story of Venom was no way doable. Of course, Uh, the origin story. Because yeah, (laughs) yeah, without Spider Man, it wouldn't be doable. But without. Half of the Avengers and other things, it just wouldn't be doable. It's a stupid story if you don't know how Venom came to be. There was a time where Spider-Man and some other heroes and villains got transported to an alien planet uh, because of a guy called the Beyonder who just wanted to see what they would do if they would be placed in a a strange environment, I guess. And Spider-Man's suit gets torn apart. They find a machine there that... uh, Drip some kind of ooze that makes the new Spider-Man costume, which was the black costume. And that is the birth of Phantom. There you go. So it's stupid. Yep. Um, for the movie, they went with uh, the cartoon explanation where um, J. Jonah Jameson's son, the astronaut, gets into space, kind of. Um, and, and they find the rock and they break open the rock and and the symbiote oozes out. Um, that was a better thing that they could have done what they did with the movie that they have an entire planet of (sighs) phantoms. I didn't like it. I mean, it's just stupid. Uh, But yeah, we'll see what they do with, with Cletus Cassidy. I have no hopes for it at all because I think it's not doable at all. Um,
1: I I set the bar very low, mm -hmm, mm but uh, we'll Uh, we'll see. But yeah,
0: I think they did. Typecast the right actor for him. Um, I can't come up with his name right now. Um, the one from Cheers, and not that dancing, the young guy, Woody Harrelson. Harrel, Harrelson. There we go. Harrelson. Yeah, yep. he is. Yeah, he can play at least a Cassidy. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I I I I'm glad that they actually chose Tom Hardy for. Um, Eric Brock, because I, I I was very curious who they were going to pick when, when Venom was first announced and everything else. I was very curious who was going to play Venom, <laughs> and when I heard Tom Hardy's name, I was actually very concerned because as much as I liked Tom Hardy, I didn't I couldn't picture him playing Venom at all. Um, but uh, he he definitely proved me wrong. He did a he did a very good job. Because when I, when I think Eddie Brock, I think of someone who is a bit more bit more jacked and a bit more. I'm not gonna say manly because Tom Hardy is pretty manly, but just more like um, if you've ever watched the Punisher movie, more more like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Tom Hardy is not that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I again, very I was very surprised by his acting ability with Venom. Um, however, like. Mo doesn't like the movie I thought the movie was very very mediocre uh, Definitely, You can definitely tell That they were Trying to figure out how to make the movie A thing Like there was definitely a lot of Plot points in there where like, you can tell That
0: they had no idea what they were doing So yeah. yeah I don't hate a movie by the way Like it was a fun watch But there was just Knowing where to the the character stems from it's it's kind of hard to overlook a few things that they actually used and and yeah especially the symbiote planet thing that that no no that yeah (laughs) that was a little rough yeah like venom is the (laughs) again spoilers but like he fights another one of the symbiotes that's that's the film i don't even remember the name um Whatever it was. Uh, but but yeah, Venom explains to Eddie that he's the weakling of this entire planet. And I'm like, you're talking about the Venom. Eddie sets it <laughs> Venom is like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, I'll get over it.
1: Well, you had. Was it, was it, which, God, which. 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 Riot, I think it, it was. Was it Riot? I okay. think it is. I thought it was, I th- I was going to say Agony. But nah, it's Riot. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, when he was like, You're the weak one, it's like, Do you know who you're
0: talking to? <laughs> like... It's Venom, <Fathom>, come on. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, moving on, I like, guess, back to uh, back to Spider Man yeah. 2. Um, uh, a friend of mine had this as a kid, I played it once, I didn't understand it, so I moved on. Um, and then I played it a few years later well a few years like 10 years later i think i got a copy of it and then i actually understood what i had to what what the game wanted me to do and then i got to the amusement park ride, and that thing <laughs> completely pissed me off and i never wanted to play it again and then a few years later i tried again and then i got through it and i actually i it's a hard choice for me between two and three for game boy but 2 might be my favorite at this point. You speed ran this game too. I did, yeah. Um, So when I actually beat it for the first time, I was like, huh, now that I know what to do, this is actually a game that I can do in like, what, 20 minutes? So uh, I put myself to the test. I routed it a little bit. I was like, which is the best way for me to... Get the necessary items but also get like the upgrades and things like that and maybe a few extra lives because uh, those are always uh, needed. I think my run eventually was deathless I would say um, but yeah it was fun to route. Uh, there's only one thing I can't figure out um, in the industrial zone where you find the serum I think or it's the one where you find graviton. There is another one of those black orbs um, right as you enter the stage there is uh, a platform above you and I cannot for the living hell figure out how to get up there. I don't know if it's just an extra life or another uh, upgrade but I know it's there and as a kid I remember getting up there but now I can't anymore so I just skipped that so that's definitely not in your route. Um, so yeah I, it stood there as a world record for quite some time but then somebody else stepped in and and did it a little better because i was really bad at the mysterio fight and at the final climb up the building um so there's definitely room for improvement if anybody wants to try it it is a really fast speed game it's also actually not very reset heavy um the only big problem is of course trying to remember the amusement park right but besides that it's it's a pretty quick game so um if anybody wants to try it out definitely do it's it's actually quite fun
1: yeah i would say out of the four spider-man game boy games uh two is my favorite to play Even though i had no idea what i was doing two is my favorite to play uh and you'll know why Later, probably the next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, so yeah, it sounds like we're gonna we're gonna do the other two Spider Men, spider Spider Mans, Spider Men, Spider People <laughs> in uh, episode seventeen. So stay tuned for that one. Um, with that, we're gonna take an, another short break here and uh come back to you with some community events coming up and where you can find us listener questions the whole the whole closing statements you know how they go stay tuned Back everybody. Um, hope you like that song from Amazing Spider-Man Two. The title is called BGM Three, by the way, so you can tell uh, where that goes in the game. <laughs> 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 so uh, community events coming up. Typically, I have a whole list of events upcoming. However, and the reason I have these lists is because people tell me that they have events coming up, or I'm actually a part of the events coming up. Um, right. This time around, I don't have a giant list because no one told me what was happening. Um, so,
0: Plus, we we uh, set most of them last episode anyway. So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so anyway, we have Big Bad Gameathon September twentieth, which runs the entire weekend. Um, I will be running Titus the Fox Game Boy. We know how well how good that game yeah. is, and Sesame Street ABC for the NES. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um and then we have uh Speedy Fist uh I autumn, Speedy Fist Autumn. I put winter in the nose cuz I'm dumb, which is uh submissions close on October 18th. If you don't know what Speedy Fist is, Speedy Fist is a fighting game speedrunning marathon, which fighting games and a speedrunning community in general doesn't get a ton of love unless it's like one of a very unless it's a very popular arcade game where you do one where you do one cc's like uh battletoads double dragon uh games of that sort uh i i ran and i ran in the spring edition i did uh fist no Shaq fu uh game boy so i may submit uh fist of the north star game boy for this we'll see uh we'll see what comes up of that Obviously, we have Games Done Quick Express, uh, GDQX. I forgot what the dates were on that. Um, I don't even know if there was a Game Boy game in that, mm-hmm. to be completely honest. Um, outside of that, like Mo mentioned, he's doing some research right now for the Tiny 10. So, obviously, that will be coming up in the future, and we'll announce that when, when the time comes. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's still a while away, so. Oh, no yeah. worries
1: there. Yeah. Um. As for listener questions... Oh, we have a lot of Spider-Man memes. <laughs> um, Our producer, Legs, asked... Why is Spider-Man 3 the best Spider-Man?
0: Yeah, we'll, well, we'll touch upon that well, one we, next time. We're, anyway. we're
1: not going to answer yeah. that one yet. Mm-hmm. Because Spider-Man 3 is going to be in the next episode. Yeah, unless you mean
0: so Spider-Man take- 3 for PS2. Which apparently... Or was it Spider Man Two that is considered to?
1: I don't know. Spider Man Two for uh, the PS Two is considered the best Spider Man be, game. I've Never all played time. it. I have
0: Spider Man Three that I oh picked up from uh, if you've from the the thrift store. So
1: <laughs> if you've played Spider Man PS Four, mm-hmm. you pretty much played Spider Man PS Two. Okay,
0: yeah, that can be better. So yeah, but yeah, if it's Spider Man Three for Game Boy, we'll touch upon that uh, next time for sure. Um, toucan sam asks, didn't spidey appear in that punisher game yeah he did um i actually put him on the notes as a an honorable mention game um yeah he the the entire title actually of that game is the punisher ultimate payback featuring spider-man but he only shows up in one stage to save some people that's that's literally all he does so well he saves them if you don't if you don't yeah indeed but that's Pretty much all you see of Spider Man, so um not really yes. a Spider Man game.
1: Yeah. There's actually a lot of crossover with Spider Man and Punisher, a little bit of the side of tension again, but uh you just don't see it very often in games. So mm-hmm. I, I really wish they'd make a Punisher Spider Man suit. Where Spider Man just basically turns into the Punisher. Um Which is a comic. It it is. It one is one of the what
0: ifs, I think, but or even the limited it, it series. Is, yeah. it,
1: it's a it's it's a what if comic, yeah. yep. Um he also asked Toby or Tom. Is that really a question? <laughs> Tom, of course.
0: Yeah. He also <laughs> says Garfield doesn't exist. I don't agree with that. Yeah. I liked Garfield, but as an actor I like Garfield. The problem I have with the the amazing Spider-Man movies is He's not really Peter Parker. He's way too cool. Uh, that's yeah. that's not... W- okay, uh, Ultimate uh, Spider-Man vs. Peter Parker uh, before Miles Morales uh, was a little bit more cool. So maybe they, they took some liberties there. But one, he is too cool. And two, I have never seen a Spider-Man take off his mask so many times over the course of two movies. Than, than then It's like... Um you do know you have a secret identity, right? Like uh yeah, okay. That that bugged me. But I do like Garfield as uh I, I
1: didn't like Garfield. Yeah, I liked well. him.
0: And yeah. especially he played very well together with Emma Stone as uh he did. as Gwen Stacy. That was that was really good.
1: Spider Gwen. And then you asked, do you bury Jane Watson, yeah, or hmm and no one answered you except for me. Well, Took um, and Sam
0: answered saying, uh, I don't mind a move I away know. from super white redhead Mary Jane. Um, yeah, <laughs> so Lex got this part out of the previous episode, uh, which was good. Uh, but now we can touch upon that. Um, I don't mind moving away from a super white redhead Mary Jane, but you're portraying the Mary Jane character completely wrong, and that uh what's what's really bugging me about the new mary jane i haven't seen far from home yet i will do that as soon as it comes out on blu-ray dvd but from what i've heard it's just not mary jane watson so
1: it's not yeah. uh i personally do not like i let i think it's because i don't like the actress that plays mary jane more so because she also plays Euphoria. if she plays with euphoria which that show is something else um I, The best Mary Jane depiction I have seen is Mary Jane in PS4.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If I can
1: get a Mary Jane... If I can get like a, a real-life Mary Jane movie that depicts how Mary Jane was in the PlayStation 4 game, I will be amazingly happy with Spider-Man movies. I feel... Because like, Mary Jane's a very powerful character. Yeah. And I feel either... I feel in Spider-Man movies they either depict her as this crying little girl who always needs help, or this super super powerful. She is powerful, but like too powerful for her own good type deal.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's, there's, they've, they. I don't think in every Spider-Man movie I have seen, they have not hit Mary Jane Watson perfectly yeah yeah, yeah that kind of makes me sad
0: yeah they they like mary jane in the ps4 spider-man game is is also an interpretation like um she was never an investigative reporter or, or anything like that so, like she she has yeah. never done that before which is cool that they put her in a like new role um during her life but they also make her feel like the mary jane from the comics like she, she takes initiative. Um, she doesn't listen to <laughs> what Peter Parker actually says. She does her own thing. Um, she does love him, but she also hates him. Um, which is one of the most interesting things about uh, the entire Mary Jane, Peter Parker thing. Like, they, they want to be together, but they can't be together. Um, so so that's a thing. So they portray her at least character-wise, really well. And that's something that has never been done in in any of the movies. Like, it's always damsel in distress, and Mary Jane basically never was a damsel in distress, not even in the comics. Maybe at the very start, one time, or yes, she does get kidnapped because she is affiliated with Spider-Man. But she... Like, she's not just a tied-up person that has to be rescued. She actually... uh, (laughs) Quite a few times slaps the living crap out of the villains herself. So that that's that's really cool. Um it's really hard to portray the entirety of Mary Jane Watson because you have to realize, like, she came from a broken home with an abusive father. Um she was pretty much yeah, the most well-loved person in high school. But she wanted to be a model, but she got tricked out of a few things she got abused out of a few things um, she got pregnant with Peter's child but lost it uh, so she had a miscarriage that's why they split up eventually like there's a lot to her she's not just that red hat that is pretty so um and, yep. and yeah I don't think the new Mary Jane from what I have seen uh, so far in, in the new movies yeah it <laughs> she's not Mary Jane she could have just had any other name but not Mary Jane like I, I think it's a real uh, slap in the face for uh, for anybody who actually does like the character and Mary Jane has been a role model for a very long time for uh, for women as well I mean I can't speak for that because I'm not a woman of course but um, yeah from what I've heard from uh, female fans of the comics and things like that like Mary Jane is what a female person in a comic should have been, especially during the sixties through the nineties, like now there's a lot more yes. her uh women role models in comics, but during that period she was the one
1: yeah i i i pers- what I would personally like to see Marvel do and i I highly doubt Marvel will ever do this is make a movie based on mary jane just one movie based on mary jane showing the childhood up to her adult life like showing the broken home showing what the broken home did to her you know how she spun the positivity around at school to hide you know imperfections and whatnot Mm. and the modeling career and everything else and then have a spider-man movie that ties the Mary Jane movie into that Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to see that because Mary Jane has such a, such a very characteristic background and such a very unique background compared to any other character in a comic book, and it's never told. And if it is told, it's very very short lived. Like um, if you remember the first Spider Man movie with Tobey Maguire. They very, they very, very, very lightly touched on Mary Jane's broken home and the interactions at school. Very, very lightly, like it was like the first like maybe quarter of the movie. Um, but that was that was basically it. After that, you know, there we they really don't touch upon that at all. Even the PS4 version didn't touch much on that at all either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I I would I would like to see. At least a Mary Jane movie that talks about Mary Jane and then ties it into a sp- into a Spider Man series, I think that would be super awesome to have. Or maybe a Spider a Spider Man ser a movie series that maybe focuses more on Mary Jane than Spider Man, you know? Where like Spider Man's still in existence, you know, and talking to Mary Jane and whatnot, but a lot of the attraction is gonna be on Mary Jane instead of whoever plays Spider Man.
0: Yeah. And yeah compare there has been two, two women in uh, Spider-Man's life. First was of course Gwen Stacy. I think they did yep. Gwen Stacy well in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um like I agree. so so they can do it. They can translate the character's character <laughs> sort to speak uh perfectly into the movie so but yeah for for Mary Jane they always you know do it wrong for some yeah. reason. Uh,
1: yeah, and then let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, there's Toby Maguire trying to stop a train gif. Um, favorite Spidey game in general?
0: Yeah, that was a question from me actually. That was from yeah. you.
1: Yeah, uh, Two Can't Sam said probably the newest one, so the PS4, the PS4. one that we've talked mm-hmm. about a few times. I I did like the PS4 one quite a bit, honestly. The the DL- the first DLC with um, um, the heck Black, Cat? Um, Black Cat was very good. The second DLC was slightly mediocre. And the third DLC with uh, Silver Sable was quite good as well, too. Uh, and the base game was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really, really liked the base game as well. Yeah. Um, I
0: haven't done the DLC, actually, for Spider-Man, so haven't seen it yeah because i was waiting for it to be fully released and now i'm just waiting for a sale and i guess eventually i'll just be waiting until they release a game of the year edition which has everything on it knowing (laughs) me uh but yeah the the base game was very well done but like all open world games very repetitive sadly but but all the spidey stuff in it was great at least so the uh
1: the adventure tower was cool Um, fun thing about the PS4 version of Spider-Man is that they keep coming out with new suits. (laughs) So I do like that they are... It's it's very minor. It's a cosmetic change, Mm -hmm. obviously, nothing crazy. But I think it's really cool that they are continually updating the game with new Spider-Man suits based off of the new Spider-Man stuff coming out. Like when Into the Spider-Verse came out, they made a suit in game specific to Into the Spider Verse. When Far From Home came out, they made a suit specific to Far From Home. It's it's a very it's it. I I like the. They're not big updates. They're it's very very small detail, but it's detail that I can appreciate because it means they still care about the game two years after release, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I'm looking very much forward to the. Whenever the the new game is gonna come out. which they haven't actually said they're gonna do. Um it's just like one of those after credit Marvel thingies where you where yeah. you can see they will do it probably. Uh and I guess they will because like Spider Man sold like hot butter. Uh do that game so sort of <laughs> yeah well. so i quite doubt well. they will not try and do a sequel so um that's that's definitely something to look forward to for me though like um i do love spider-man uh, for ps4 uh, but out of all the ones i've played i think um i like spider-man for ps1 a lot the first one the second one was not that great but the first one was really cool that was actually the first one that came out that had a lot of stuff in it that was really cool for Spider-Man fans. Um, you can collect like covers from different Spider-Man comics. Also, a lot of different costumes you can use, and one of the best end game bosses ever, Carnage Doc So <laughs> that was Carnage Yeah, that was just wow. That sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Nowadays, the game looks. Uh, Yeah, it looks like crap because it's PlayStation 1, but yeah, if I can recommend one that maybe people haven't played yet, Spider-Man for PS1, amazing game, Um, and the other one I liked was uh, for PS3 Shattered Dimensions, where you play as uh, Amazing uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Noir, spider-man 2099 and ultimate spider-man so you have all four of them uh it's more of an arcade style beat 'em up thingy uh stage wise but it it's a really really good game uh so i recommend that one as well
1: that that, that is a good game i i never played the ps3 version i have played the ds version. oh
0: okay i didn't even know that there was <laughs> one but yeah shatterton <laughs> mentions great uh it's fun to have the different play styles and things. It's it's really cool. Like War, if My, you don't own War it's, it's like a limited series oh, where you play as, in, as like a uh, dark detective kind of thing and you have to sneak like Metal Gear. No. It's quite fun. It's it's
1: it's cool. My favorite Spider-Man game, it's going to come from a surprise too, is not the Atari 2600 <laughs> version. I was just memeing in the Discord. Um the atari 2600 spider-man is quite awful yeah um my favorite is separation anxiety so Super Nintendo. nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was my all-time favorite spider-man game yeah
0: that's a great one and that uh, that one is actually based on the uh comic arc yeah yeah like maximum carnage on super nintendo it's also based on the uh, on the comic arc
1: and then suffer suffer um suffer um suffer um suffer um
0: suffer um i would go with suffer. Uh, um yeah
1: yeah says that he's only ever they've only ever played one spider-man game and it was a game boy game on a 12-in-1 cartridge so by default that is their favorite <laughs> spider-man
0: yeah even though they didn't <laughs> like it i'm gonna assume it's gonna be the first one i'd assume yeah. it was one yeah
1: oh man Um, so yeah anyway thank you all thank you for everyone in the uh, discord for chiming in giving us something more content to, to put onto the podcast we love the interaction that you guys give us in discord it's always a good time it's always cool to read what you guys say and then give a feedback about it or give our two cents opinions, whatever you want to call it about it as well too. Um, but for the audience, if you have any thoughts, suggestions, uh, definitely post them in our discord. We, 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 I read it in a way and check it every single day. Uh, one of the few servers I don't have (laughs) muted in my discord. Um, Obviously, you can leave comments in the SoundCloud. Um, I definitely check our SoundCloud probably once or twice a week at this point now.
0: I do it every uh, day, might, actually. So, yeah. I would
1: say Mo probably checks it yeah. more than me. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, Twitter, uh, Twitch, DM us, whatever it is that you have access to. Um, you can find me... Uh, both Gaming on Twitch and Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Eventually, once I start uploading videos, and uh, you can find our fantastic producer Legs, uh, sprint Legs on Twitch, and Twitter, and Legs in Discord and YouTube. And where can they find you, Mo? You
0: can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube uh, slash. Mule, which is m-o-e-l-l-e-u-h i hate that i have to spell it out every time but uh yeah i have to because otherwise nobody can uh, can actually find it but like always you can just go to uh, gbrunners.com slash t-i-g-b and find links to just about everything you need so you don't have to type in anything well except for the the first website there unless you, you bookmark it like uh like you smart people already have done uh and then you can just click it yeah. So, yeah there you go
1: yeah and then on that website is a link to our patreon so if you do decide to become a patron patron for uh this is game boy uh super thank super thankful and thank you in advance uh and thank you for everyone who is a patron right now for our patron once we've hit that $20 a month mark uh Mo and I will actually start live streaming our podcast so you get to see us make fools of ourselves in between break sessions so
0: yeah those are those that's always fun but i i do if we can do it, because I don't know if we can, but um, because this is going to be a two-parter um, and I actually do have a lot of Spider-Man stuff around me, um, maybe it would be cool if we do the second part live as well. Um, that might be cool maybe to do. do so, um, yeah, if we if we have the actual time to do it live, um, we're going to try and do it live. So that way I can show you a few things as well. Spider-Man related, that would be nice. I think that would that would be yeah. Cool. Unless yeah. you're listening to this on SoundCloud and then you can't see anything, so <laughs> that, that it wouldn't matter. But at l- then then you won't see it at all, and it won't be yeah, nice. no. So then but, you can you know, <laughs> see it again on YouTube or something. <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There you go. So so yeah. So the next time you hear from us will be about Spider-Man three. And X-Men and Spider-Man for the Game Boy. Wow. Yeah. What a way to end that series, huh? Uh,
0: yeah. The, <laughs> hmm, yeah. The, the, that last one is going <laughs> to gonna be fun to talk about for sure.
1: That's one way to yeah. put it. <laughs> anyway, I'll thank you all for listening to this is Game Boy Podcast. Have a fantastic rest of your day, oh. week, weekend, whatever it is you do in life. Yeah. Later, man.
0: 闇の暗闇 Change the apart Have fun, Lex. (laughs) Here's a four-hour episode for you to make.